visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the California Army National Guard. Aired by the California Broadcasters Association and this station. How do you listen to The Answer San Diego? I downloaded the free Answer San Diego app for iPhone and Android. I listen by clicking Listen Live at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. I go to TuneIn.com or I open the TuneIn app and search The Answer San Diego. I love using my smart speaker. All I have to say is play The Answer San Diego. And there are easy setup instructions at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. So there certainly are a lot of ways to listen to The Answer San Diego. But don't forget, you can always find us on FM 96.1 in North County and AM 1170 in San Diego. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. There I am. My partner in crime for the next few days is uh, here with me, as always. Of course, I'm talking about DJ Jalapeno. Back to run the show. show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you can tell with this hot mess going on. (laughs) Listen, anytime, see what music does for me. I mean, the second you play a tune, one of my jams, my throwback jams from the 90s, man, my spirits are right back lifted up. And that's what we got to do. I was thinking, and Skins and I were talking the last couple days about how it's gotten really hard. You know, we're eight, nine months into this administration, and we don't typically, we don't have the good news that we had for four years under the Trump administration to bring to you guys in terms of economic good news and, and different types of, of good news. And so it just, you know, it's been frustrating, and it's hard to keep a good cheer. But you know what? I decided I'm not going to let anybody steal my joy, and I'm going to find happiness wherever I can find it. And thank you, Jalapeno, for bringing me a little bit of good cheer, allowing me to do a little chair dancing. Uh, before I get into the topics of the day, we've got Drew Allen's going to be back with us to talk about what everybody's talking about today, which is the border crisis. And we're going to talk about what's happening at the border. But it's actually, but it's in some ways, as much as it's a bad news story for the country and for the Democrats, it's also providing a nice little deflection and a shiny object away from a couple of other stories that we need to continue to bring attention to. And that is. Uh, the Afghan situation, where it is day, what, 30-something, where Americans are, are have been abandoned and are left there behind enemy lines, and what's going on with Afghanis that were brought here. There's also breaking news happening today over, and, and happened yesterday, actually, over the January 6th situation. You know, while they are importing illegals into this country, and even if somebody coming in across the southern border is not uh, a terrorist or isn't somebody that's already committed a crime somewhere. The very act of them coming into our country illegally is a crime. It's a crime, okay? The American people that stand for freedom and stand for liberty are being treated like criminals. The Border Patrol are being treated like criminals. And it's and it's and we still have political prisoners in this country. So Drew, Drew Allen's going to be here after the first break to talk about the southern border and what's happening there. Later on in the show, there's breaking news that's also happening with the Hunter Biden laptop, as well as impeachment uh, the papers finally filed by the Republican Party. Breaking news coming out of Arizona in the audit. So our friend uh, Brian Maloney from Red Wave America will be here uh, later on in the show uh, to talk about those breaking news. Um, where do I begin? I'm, I'm going to save January 6th for a few minutes, and I'm actually going to open 
the show talking about a report today on two Afghan refugees that I'm not seeing anywhere in the mainstream media. Why am I going to talk about this? Um, because it really ties into the fact that it, what's, what's left is right, what's up is down in this country. The criminals are getting a pass, uh, being treated like victims, while the American people and heroes like our Border Patrol and others are being treated uh, like the bad guys. While Americans were abandoned over in Afghanistan in an, an intentional act of chaos to create chaos over there, a, a way for them to then, because we know whether it's the southern border, we've talked about this for many years. I've said, I've said that the greatest issue that we've had for a while has been our borders. The southern border, the uh, virtual border of refugee programs and bringing people that can't be vetted into this country, whether they're coming in as refugees or on fiancé visas or on you know green card work visas, et cetera, as well as the economic border. So while we still have Americans fighting for their lives, they loaded up planes, left Americans over there, and loaded up planes with Afghanis coming here that absolutely were not vetted whatsoever. They were flown, I don't know if upwards of 70-something thousand, they were dispersed all throughout the country, many of them actually on our military installations. So while our military, did you guys know? I mean, half, half of military families can't even get base housing. And if they live in San Diego, they, got, they, they you know can't even... Uh, afford where they're going to live, right, because, you know, there's a, a limit to base housing across this country. So while many of our military families can't even get on base housing, we are housing thousands and thousands of these refugees on our military installations. But they're not being watched. They're getting to f- come and go as they please. While Americans are still hiding behind, uh, uh, hiding from the Taliban in Afghanistan, no, we're bringing unvetted Afghanis into this country. It, and it was reported that many of these men coming here had had little girls with them, and even the ones that didn't have little girls with them, because in in that brand of Islam over there, uh, children, uh, girls as young as nine can be can be married off as brides. There's a cultural issue going on. In these Islamic countries. And nobody wants to talk about it except Trump. Trump was on the campaign trail in 2016 said there's a problem with us bringing people here from these countries. And it's not just the people that might want to fly planes into buildings. It's a cultural difference. We brought in people from Afghanistan with no vetting whatsoever. At best case, believe that it's okay to terrorize women. At best case, think it's okay to marry off little girls at nine. Case in point. Two Afghan refugees at Fort McCoy are facing charges of sex crimes against a minor and domestic abuse. Let me start with the first. Barula Nori, a 20-year-old Afghan refugee, is being charged with attempting to engage in a sex act with a minor using force against that person, along with three other counts of engaging in a sex act with a minor. So this person sexually assaulted a minor. That's who we prioritized to bring into this country. Child rapist. Good going, Biden administration. Good going, Republican Party, that allowed this to happen. His victims, and there were multiple victims, were under the age of 16. A 32-year-old named Muhammad Haroon Ahmad is being charged with assaulting his wife by choking and suffocating her on September 17th. The first one, child child uh, uh, molester, rapist, assaultist, he faces a minimum of 30 years in prison. So great. Let's say he gets arrested. The children have already been ruined. We don't even know who they are. And now we've got to pay to keep this person in prison and are already overcrowded prisons. And at what point are the Democrats going to decide, like the other felons that they've let out, that, uh, that it, you know, they're, they're going to release them back into the country? 
Why is this person not already on a plane and sent back and dropped off? Shove them, put them on a plane, fly them back to Afghanistan, open the door and shove them out. That's what should be happening. The other dude who assaulted his wife um, faces a maximum of of life in prison. Um, So, no, that one, that one, the the wife beater, I think he faces 10 years. And the other one faces uh, a, a... Minimum of 30, the child molester, maximum of of life in prison for the use of force. Roughly 12,000 Afghans are being housed at Fort McCoy. 12,000. And they're being allowed to come and go as they please. All right, on to January 6th, what's happening. Um, Political prisoners. Yesterday, a judge denied. We knew that there was 14,000 hours of video footage, right, of what happened on January 6th. And it was being withheld from the public. And only portions of it were being used to suit prosecutors uh, going after people and, and, uh, and trying to get uh, trying to label what happened to January 6th as an insurrection, an overthrow of the government. Even that ridiculous weasel W said that what happened on January 6th was, was it as bad as 9-11. It's just absolutely outrageous and, and, and insulting and demeaning and disgusting for anybody to try to assert that, and they and they've gotten away with it, and, and because they've they left and and the media has hidden what actually happened in the video footage. So yesterday, a judge uh, denied the request of prosecutors to keep it hidden. They tried to use some excuse of, oh, if we release the footage, then people will see where the cameras are placed, and then other insurrectionists will be able to plan further attacks. That's a bunch of crap. If you go, I think BuzzFeed released uh, some of the videos. They haven't all been released, uh, and you can see that it's it's. I mean, I've seen I've seen more um, I've seen more chaos with people going into sorority house during rush. You know, people sauntering in, going in open doors and open windows, and sauntering in, and eventually, you know, wandering out. It's it's nothing even remote to an insurrection. So what's going to happen to the people that that where uh, the false narratives were being used by the FBI and the DOJ to round people up under false claims of insurrections, which didn't happen. And by the way, nobody's even been charged with an insurrection, which tells you that it wasn't an insurrection. What's going to happen now to these political prisoners? You would think, right, that if the videos have been released and people can see actually what went down and how it was not an insurrection, it was basically a trespassing event you would think that people would be released right except that a judge yesterday denied the release of somebody who had been arrested for january 6th and get and and get why he said this person couldn't be released and this was and this is not you know um a misinterpretation this is actually what the judge said the judge said that this person couldn't be released because this individual didn't agree and didn't believe that our government was legitimate because this person didn't believe in the outcome of the elections in November 2020. So this person is continuing to be held in prison. Didn't Hillary Clinton, I'm old enough to remember Hillary Clinton still going around five years later saying Trump didn't win that election. That's what the, that's what the the, uh, Russian collusion investigations were all about. Should, if you're going to doubt, if you're if you're going to be in prison because you doubt the outcome of an election, shouldn't Jim Comey, Rosenstein, shouldn't all of them, Strzok, Page, shouldn't every one of them be in prison? Joe Biden. Where's the Republican Party, by the way? 
Look, I'm glad that the justice for J6 rally Saturday was a big nothing because, you know, the last thing that, that we needed uh, was more people to be rounded up and arrested um, simply because they questioned the, uh, the government. But we still have political prisoners in this country. While we've got Afghan refugees running around raping and molesting children brought here intentionally by the U.S. government, while we've got Border Patrol being, put, being suspended for trying to stop criminals from com- coming across the border, we've got Americans held in prison simply because of their belief. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to uh, Drew Allen, get his perspective on all of this. And a little bit later, we've got Brian Maloney. Stay with us. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on ourfreenation.org. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Yeah, 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 I'm the high stepper. What was that dude's name? Something Kamodi. He had a, like a crazy name, the dude. Heine Kamosi. Heine Just the name alone cheers me up and makes me laugh. Thank you, Jalapeno, for bringing some good tunes tonight. I need the laugh. I need the giggles. I tried to find some on Instagram during the break, and I ended up seeing some woman with something called, it looked like a flying bat pet kind of thing, and that didn't cheer me up at all. There's no excuse to ever own a rodent. Uh, for a pet, <laughs> I'm going off on a weird tangent. Thanks to Hal- thanks to Jalapeno and his music selection, but at least he's got me laughing, which is good because now Drew Allen from the Drew Allen yeah. Show is about to join me, and we're about to get serious about what's happening down at the border. And it's just it's so insane, I can't even hardly wrap my head around it. Hey, Drew Allen, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Hi, Andrea. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Okay, but I mean. <laughs> I don't even know. Where do I even start? Okay. First of all, maybe you can explain to me, because you're really on top of this story more than I am, Drew Allen. Can you explain to me how 12,000 Haitians made it across 20 different time zones, 45 different countries, and thousands of miles, and how they made their way to Del Rio, Texas? Well, allegedly, the story goes, and this I don't uh, totally disagree with, these Haitians immigrated to Central America uh, and other parts. Uh, uh, you know, that had ac- access to Mexico, you know, after 2010, during the, you know, earthquake there in Haiti and so on and so forth. And so for 11 years here, they, they lived uh, happily in um, Central America and didn't attempt to come to America. But suddenly, and this is the thing that matters, it's important. Suddenly today, they've decided to mass migrate uh, through Mexico uh, to Del Rio, Texas. And that tells you everything you need to know. Their circumstances never changed in Central America. They were living there. They all had cards, uh, green cards or, or, or identity cards that, that located them these, these different places in Central America. And now they've decided to come here because the answer, of course, is the Biden administration has signaled to them. Mm-hmm. They might say, don't come here with a wink, wink and a nod. But privately, they know in their communities that the border is wide open. And that nothing will happen to them should they try and come here now. That's what this is really about. Well, yeah, well, it's certainly not about asylum because, you know, you've been gone for 10 years. And look, you know, um, I love the Haitian people. I actually participated in a fundraiser recently after this latest earthquake and the people suffering down there. But you've been living successfully for 10 years since the last earthquake. And yet you think you've just got the right to invade our country to the tune of 12,000 of you. And the fact that Mexico has enabled them in some way, yet the Mexican president today, Obrador, is yammering and complaining 
that that it's time for America to do something? No, maybe it was time for you to stop them. How, who paid for them to make their way all the way here? And if they had n- enough money to come thousands of miles and make their way here, they didn't need to come here. And by the way, they got a heck of a lot. I personally know somebody who recently moved from San Diego to TJ. Okay, they got a better chance of having a decent level of living down there than they do here in California or even in Texas. Uh, Yeah, uh, Texas, it may not be average cost of a home, $800,000 like San Diego, but it's certainly not as cheap as TJ. They don't have the education or the skills to compete here in this country. And this is just an invasion against us. And then even worse, Drew Allen, is the Border Patrol, the Mounted Border Patrol, are now under investigation because apparently they were a little too, quote, aggressive against the Haitians, and and now they're being accused of trying to whip them, which is absolutely outrageous. Yeah, none of that happened, but they weren't even aggressive enough. If uh, the appropriate amount of aggression would have been to ensure that they never got across the border in the first place, that would be an appropriate response because these people, and I, I listened to your show from the beginning, and you made some excellent points. Uh, these people are invaders. They have no right here. And I'm really tired of hearing about this because amidst everything that's going on, amidst our conversation last time I was on with you and every other day on your show when you talk uh, to various guests and yourself, you know, what's, what's fascinating right now is that the American citizen, the rights that are unalienable to us are being taken away and trampled on by the government. And the rights that these illegals don't have are being granted to them. Yeah. Yeah, it's upside down. It's crazy. And then the Border Patrol, here we've got, and it is a crime. This is breaking and entering. Quite frankly, I think, you know, whips, you know, uh, a use of bullets, okay? You, you know, they should. you should be picked off if you're trying to come into this country illegally. I like how, uh, I, I think they formed a a mile-long barrier down there using different types of vehicles, uh, Texas did, uh, to form uh, to form a barrier down there. I don't know that it's going to work. I mean, the Biden administration is probably going to, you know, somehow uh, try to criminalize that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, if you're an Afghan who who wants to marry a nine-year-old girl or rape children, you're welcome into this country, and you're left behind uh, by the U.S. government to the Taliban. And, you know, and if you're Border Patrol trying to enforce the law, you're the bad guy, and the illegals coming in are the good guys. Meanwhile, we've got American citizens being held prisoner strictly for their political belief. And the Republican Party is doing very little. Four GOP filed articles of impeachment for the border, um, Congressman Biggs. Uh, Babin, uh, Weber, and um, uh, one other. And, uh, uh, like, that's going to do anything? I mean, hat tip to the four, at least trying something, Drew Allen. But what do we do? What do how do we save our country? Yeah. Um, you know, in situations like this, it's becoming more and more important that these red states like Texas, that Abbott acts, uh, uses every lever of power that he has in that state, the legislature, uh, uh, whether it's uh, the military, or the National Guard, to do what the federal government refuses to do, because he's in the right in that situation, and the government is violating the con- their constitutional duty duty by allowing this. But I think we get caught up on our side in the minutia of where these people come from and so on and so forth time and time again. But what's really important is to understand, of course, the left always ridicules it. But the fact of the matter is the reason they're doing this right now, the reason over a million people are pouring across our border, is because let, let me let me put it this way, Andrea. We know that uh, Governor Whitner, Whitmer, there in Michigan, she was one of the uh, the top totalitarians throughout the uh, the lockdowns and the pandemic and so on and so forth. Well, now that she's being challenged, and it looks like she could be defeated for governor uh, by a uh, police officer 
Um, she is now not instituting what the left is doing, what the Biden administration is demanding that people do, which is implement vaccine mandates, vaccine mm-hmm. cards, uh, mask mandates in schools. So the point is what this tells you is even places like Michigan, this is not popular with the American people. And so what the Democrats must do is reinforce their base with illegals because they are losing even their own base and their own voters over this, this absolute dumpster fire that is the Democratic Party. And we know, of course, that just recently it was shot down. Think about how close we are to teetering on the brink of totalitarianism here. Mm-hmm. It took the parliamentarian in the House of Representatives to shoot down the Democrats' attempt to, provide, to put a pathway to citizenship in the reconciliation bill. Right. And so in broad daylight, they are trying to give these people voting rights. They are trying to make these people legal who are illegal and breaking our laws in this country. And that's what this is all about, whether they're from Haiti or Afghanistan or anywhere else in Central America. This is all about a voter base. That's all it's ever been about for the Democrats. And that's what it's about right now. Well, yeah, it it will. And I think it's even a a dual prong approach. Uh, This is to increase the dependency class, give them a permanent voting block. At the same time, it's part of the Cloward Piven uh, plan to break the back of our economy. Uh, they, they're, they're disappointed that they only got three and a half trillion, uh, you know, uh, in the works right now versus Bernie Sanders wanting six to eight trillion. And uh, now and now I, I guess word came out today that uh, they're going to um, they're going to suspend the debt limit uh, to avoid the shutdown, which is the game that's been played for a long time. Shame on the Republicans in the Trump administration when they had control of both houses of Congress and the White House. And they continue to play that kind of uh, game of big stimulus, uh, omnibus packages, no balanced budget, um, because economically, this isn't even just about, um, you know, um, who's coming across and and even voting the economic destruction to us it, it, it is just going to kill us in the end as well, won't it? Of course it will. And that's an important takeaway, I think, for everyone listening as well. We are fighting a battle on two fronts right now. Um, we're, we're, of course, fighting a battle, a war against the left in this country that is communist and Marxist, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But we're also fighting a war with the Republican Party because the Republicans are complicit. And most of them, most of them, I hate to say it, not many, but most are just as corrupt as those on the left. Uh, And so if we don't take back the Republican Party and get principled candidates in there who are going to stand for the American people in the Constitution, we cannot win the battle against the left. So we actually have to win two different battles. But Mm -hmm. but winning the battle to to reclaim the Republican Party is the most important battle politically that we face right now. Yeah, it is. And I don't know how we do it if if uh, the Republicans haven't done anything to clean up the election fraud issues that have gone on. Um, to, and, and the fact that there hasn't been any real attempt to do that makes me think that there's just collusion going on between the parties and to the degree to where I've actually thought and, you know, and not even at the, at the local level, I'm, I'm, you know, at the at the establishment at the leadership level. Look, when you've got Ronna McDaniel, who lied and took in hundreds of millions of dollars under the guise of fighting the fraud that went, uh, occurred in the presidential election, didn't spend a dime of it and skipped off on vacation when the Senate runoff election was happening in January with the same fraud mechanisms in place that told you all you needed to know about the republican party and i'm convinced that the leadership levels they're cool with the fraud and they may even be negotiating behind the scenes with the democrats yeah we'll let you keep this number this district here we'll throw you this one yeah they were happy to have trump gone so they didn't care what was done in november and there's only a handful of states that have like texas that have actually done anything to try to change um the the fraud that's occurring at the local level 
Well, if that's not cleared up, it's true that we'll never win an election again, and all this conversation is mute. I live in the communist state of California. We just had a recall effort to get rid of Newsom and put in Larry Elder. And we, we, we just we just laid down immediately. We didn't challenge anything. And to me, you know, people tell me, oh, you know, conservative friends of mine that I talked to, well, you know, this is the hill to, ba- the hill to die on, Drew. And I said, well, well, the Republicans can't seem to find a hill to die on. This is a hill to die on because it sets the, 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 the stage for everything going forward. And I'll tell you what, just looking at the numbers, Andrea, you know, it was always an uphill battle that Gavin Newsom was not, that, that he would be recalled, right? I don't, I don't, I'm not debating the fact that he probably wouldn't have been recalled if all the Democrats showed up. But let me put it this way. In 2018, when we had our normal gubernatorial race, John Cox, who was a Republican candidate challenger to Gavin Newsom, he got more votes. More Republicans showed up to vote in the 2018 gubernatorial race than showed up to vote to recall Newsom. That makes no sense to me because this was a much more important election. It was in the media after everything has happened over the last nine months. Everyone was activated. And we had Democrats and independents who certainly voted to recall Newsom in the election as well. It was bipartisan. And the fact that 2018, more Republicans showed up than showed up in this recall effort? No, I, I, yeah, I'm not buying it at all. And it was clear that night that they uh, they all declared Newsom uh, immediately, immediately. A, immediately at 8.01. It was all based on early mail-in ballot returns, which are heavy Democrat. And that way they didn't have to continue to keep the keep counting. And it was, uh, you know, uh, proclaimed uh, by everybody. And, and uh, then everybody moved on. And we have no and, and nobody's even bothering to challenge anything, including Larry Elder, which was incredibly disappointing to me. He should not have conceded at all that night or the next day. He should have said, I'm not going to no. concede at all until every ballot is in and is counted. And and I feel good that it, everything's on the up and up. Got to let you go. Yeah. Tell, tell everybody how they can hear you. Yeah, so they can check out my podcast, The Drew Allen Show, on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find them. And then, of course, my website, I post everything at DrewThomasAllen.com. Well, thank you for being here, my dear. Hey, anytime, Andrea. Thank you. God bless you. You too. All right, now we're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. and we come back, we're going to bring in my buddy Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. We've got much to talk about. And I'd love to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K. Show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before we bring in my buddy Brian Maloney from Wed Wave, Wave. (laughs) Red Wave America, we're going to quickly go to the phones. Sounds like Joel from San Diego is on the line. Hello, my friend. Hi, Andrea. Hi. What's on your mind, dear? Well, uh, uh, I, I like that you're talking about the the recall election because I don't think people are talking about it enough because it was really just quickly dismissed that night. Yes. But they're, they're playing with the statistics, which is crazy. Do you know it's all about percentages? They're saying, oh, this much percentage is, you know, estimated. They sent out 22 million ballots, but they're only expecting 13, you know, but they only received like less than ten so far. So yeah, yeah. Everything is. It's, what are they doing? You know, they're playing with it, just like the CDC. They get to take all the data and at their leisure mm-hmm. get to you know do whatever they want with it. And you, you, anyone who challenges it is just a crazy kook. Well, exactly, and that's one of the reasons why going into the election, uh, we had crazy poll numbers. 
that were, you know, meant to suppress the vote, make people be more willing to immediately accept the outcome at 801 while people were still waiting in line to vote. Um, we know that uh, the the polls also were based upon an expected turnout of Democrats by upwards of ninety percent. There were so many games being played, and and yeah, it's like it, it's. Yeah, and if you dropped your ballot that day, they just put it in with all the other mail in ballots. So it's like if you just waited for that day, they're not going to count it that night. They're going to count it whenever they want. Well, we're in a place where um, since nothing was done, whether or not you whether or not you even believe that the in the election in November would uh, was stolen from Trump and that, um, you know, 60 something percent of Democrats back in November said that there was fraud in the election. Right. Because it was clear that there was fraud in the election. You could see it everywhere. You could see it, whether it was the Pennsylvania state. Uh, Supreme Court that jumped in and wrote election laws, what they're not allowed to do, or the governor in Georgia who cooked up a backroom deal with Stacey Abrams affecting absentee ballots, or whether or not it was some postal carrier uh, in New York City with a van load of, of mail-in ballots, or, or you know, crap going on in Michigan. Um, the, it, you know, it, Americans aren't stupid. And the problem is, is that since nothing was done about it, Americans have just become conditioned to accept it, just like they're becoming conditioned to accept that the government can tell you what to what to put on your face or uh, that your business to tell you whether or not your business can be opened based upon some virus going around. And we got to get some mass civil disobedience going on or um, or, or we're toast. And ultimately, yeah. though, and nothing matters unless elections matter in the end, though. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. What we need to do is we need as, as citizens and as voters figure out how we're going to push back and take our country back if, if it's not too late. Thank you so much. Well, for there's calling. the Arizona audit on Friday. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that might get the ball yeah. rolling. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the things I'm going to talk about with uh, my buddy uh, Brian Maloney here. And I thank you for calling in and, and continuing to show interest in what's happened with the recall and in our elections. Thank you. Have a good night, dear. Okay, so going to my buddy Brian Maloney. Hello, my friend. Hey, I'm great, great stuff there between you and that caller. I mean, you know, when we turned things around in the past, when all those years ago, we did it with talk radio because we controlled talk radio, we controlled the topics, and we got the momentum going through talk radio. We don't control social media, we don't control Silicon Valley. That's the difference now. And there's a lot less talk radio now than there used to be. So I think we need to get that back. Well, I think we need to get it back. And we need to get it back in a way that's courageous. Um, When, uh, you know, um, the replacements for Rush Limbaugh are a grave disappointment to me from a a policy standpoint and from a conservative standpoint. Even if you think that their personalities are entertaining, um, they're, they're as conservative as George W. Bush, in my opinion. Yeah, and they're on there on purpose to be that way. Uh, and, you know, this is not what Rush wanted for his show that he spent decades building. I mean, he, he spent decades building this incredible operation. Um, and just to have it squandered after his passing, um, it, it really is inexcusable. And these people are incredibly underwhelming. All the people who are claiming the Rush mantle now are are just a – you know, 1% of, on a good day of what he was. And so that was a tremendous loss. But we had talk radio in all these different cities all across the country uh, generating huge audiences. And, you know, there are a lot of reasons why we don't have as much of it now, but we were a force. 
Mm-hmm. And I think we need to go back to that again because I don't think Silicon Valley is going to be able to control what we say. They're not controlling what you and I are saying right this minute. So, you know, that's right. something we have for them. Well, that's you, true. You there right here. Well, one yeah. of the things I, I love about being here on Salem is that there has never been a time where anybody has ever approached me and told me that I that what I need to say, what position I have to take on whether it's anything related to COVID, immigration at, at all. Pick a topic. Nobody's ever told me what I'm allowed to say. And they com- completely support. Doesn't mean that everybody on Salem is as far right as I am, but by and large, we're we're uh, the the talk here on Salem is is about as conservative as you're going to hear anywhere. Not so in the other two stations here in San Diego. And I'm not one to bash anybody, but I'm telling you, um, what I you know during this recall, for example. Um, I, it, it was every day, practically, I was listening to the other two stations, which are owned by the same people now. And it, they couldn't, they couldn't get the Democrat guy running in the recall on enough, uh, you know, just complete sucking up to him. And it was disgusting. Um, let's talk a couple of things, um, about elections, uh, um, right side broadcasting network, RSBN today or yesterday, uh, referenced a report from Arizona that said that hundreds of thousands of new voter registrations had no match with the Social Security Administration database. Hundreds of thousands. The total number actually was 393,017, or 58%, did not match records with the Social Security Administration. How is this not the number one news story? Well, and that's the bottom line. We don't control the narrative. The news media takes all of its headlines straight from the DNC. I mean, they are one and the same. You know, it's NBC, you know, DNC, basically. Um, And so the bottom line is they work in tandem, and we are completely shut out. So we have allowed this situation to occur and become uh, absolutely unbearable to the point now where it's sinking the country. It's breaking the country into pieces. Because, I mean, the Democrats have some kind of suicide mission going on right now for this country and the world. It seems like they're out to destroy it. Um, so the bottom line is whenever we have these facts, they're immediately dismissed as made up or whatever, you know, whatever they want to throw at it. Uh, the interesting thing here is, you know, the ratings on, on CNN, MSNBC have absolutely collapsed. Yeah. Uh, but you still have control over those headlines that are fed into your phone every time you get one of those stupid news alerts on your phone. That's coming from them. I've shut all those off on mine, but I think far too many people yeah. get those. They're getting their headlines in front of us uh, when we open our browser, when we open social media. You know, I've shut off and blocked every network I can on on social media apps. Um, which I think more people need to do. So we need to just keep them, lock them out of our lives. Right. Every and we, and every, you're right, every chance we get. And we also need just to piggyback off of your point previously about talk radio, every talk radio host who's conservative needs to be pushing this out to their listeners. And, and I, you know, and I don't know if they are. I hadn't heard this. I try to stay up on, on what other radio hosts are doing. So maybe, you know, uh, you know just, you know, I'm going to do my part to continue to get this information out there. Three, is, clearly, 393,000 votes is enough to overturn, a, a, you know, a, a state's electoral outcome. And, you know, when you hear and when you hear these football chants that continue to happen every year, ain't no way that dude got 80 million votes. There's no way Biden got 80 million votes. There's no way. And that does prove it. But I've been thinking a lot of the last few days, you know, in the wake of the California recall and also even the Canadian election this week, which had a lot of similarities to what happened in California. There were a lot of, I think, especially the way the media spun both the results. 
Um, I've been thinking a lot about 94 uh, and 1994 and how talk radio delivered uh, a win for the Republican Party. And it wasn't just we had enthusiasm from all these hosts, but we also had a really exciting uh, group of newcomers running as Republicans for Congress. We had that. We had an actual plan that, you know, was, of course, derided by the left, but it was the contract with America. So Americans could see exactly what Republicans would do as soon as they were elected. And as soon as they were, they got to work as, uh, you know, as much of that as they could with Clinton in the way, of course. But, I mean, the bottom line is there was a plan. There were people in place. There was enthusiasm, excitement. Yeah. Uh, the Republican Party was in a fighting mood. They wanted to win. They wanted power. Uh, I mean, we had the, you know, we had everything. We worked our tails off, but we also had a lot of things in place there that we don't have right now. So this idea that Republicans are just going to waltz into victory next year because people are fed up, you know, I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. I think we'll still take the House, but not so sure this is going to go so well with a party that isn't doing anything. Well, no, because then it's going to be the California recall all over again. People just expected that the disgust with Newsom over everything that happened would be enough to overcome fraud, to overcome the momentum. The Democrats are so hate-filled. They're so insanely filled with hate that they are willing to go out and bust their butts to get out to keep somebody in office who is literally kicking them in the teeth, who's literally destroying their lives. And they don't care. That's how Phil yeah, they no, are. I think, yeah, yeah. And I think the rest of the recall, I think the recall was such a great idea. Uh, and, and it, you know, everybody had their hearts in the right place. But the rest of the plan was not a fully baked plan. No. I mean, the plan, the rest of the plan needed to be, you know, how did the how did the first recall occur with Gray Davis? Now, you know, OK, Arnold is awful, obviously. I mean, he turned out to be awful. But it was tremendous excitement around his candidacy. At that time, we didn't know he was a rhino sellout establishment, liar, cheater, fraudster, everything else that he is. We didn't know that yet. He seemed right. like a tough guy. People were really excited. We didn't have any of that at this time. I mean, Larry gave it his, you know, his best, but I think there was, was a lot lacking, took a lot of bad advice, had a lot of bad direction from uh, strategists. You know, he, he did the best with what he had, but. And the Republicans went after him. Kevin Faulkner, former mayor of San Diego, literally is the one behind the story of the girlfriend accusing him of domestic abuse. That came from the Republican Party. Well, where has that been? Where, you know, okay, so why did, you know, where has she been? He's been on the air all these years. Yeah. He's been out in the public eye, and she waits till the last second um, to come out with that. And the timing was, of course, I mean, just incredibly suspect. From someone who, you know, and the whole thing, this is just right out of the Alinsky textbook, you know, the playbook. And it was, um, done, by, yeah. and it was done by Republicans yeah. using that playbook. Final thing I want to, excuse me for interrupting, but I just, I, I don't have enough time with you tonight. And I wanted to, to move into this. There was an article that came out, and this is from July going into August, that in uh, Romania, uh, they were closing 117 of their vaccination centers and reducing the schedule of at least 371 others because uh, something like only 24% of the population over there was willing to get vaxxed. So they just had to move on. Isn't this the perfect example of you just say no, and you just continue to say no, and then they eventually the, the will just move away, and they'll move on. If, what, what if we just had done this sooner, and what if we do this now? 
that those of us that don't want to live under this medical tyranny and any of the other forms of tyranny, that we just say no and refuse. Well, and that's it. And, you know, they did, they're going to discharge troops uh, in this country, you know, have people force people out of their jobs, including in, in public safety positions and private sector positions. We already have a labor shortage. These companies, somebody's going to blink and say, I can't afford to lose that many of my people uh, when it's that hard to recruit new ones. We can't afford. We're going to have to, you know, tone this down and quietly look the other way at unvaccinated people who are all working from home anyway. So, uh, what difference does it make? So the bottom line is, as long as a certain percentage of the population holds firm, holds line here, I think the whole thing buckles and and they fail. Well, that's because- what we need. All right, Brian, I gotta gotta wrap it there. Thank you so much for being here. I'm running Thanks. well past because that's what happens when I get Brian on the show. I just go long, long, long because I just love him so much. He's my spicy fried chicken. All right, thank you, Brian. All right, we're gonna take a break. We got more on the other side. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. There just continues to be more disturbing news coming out about this Gabby Petito case from uh, a failure of the FBI standpoint. And uh, latest news today is that a neighbor said that in the time in which, at between in which uh, this kid came back in her van while she was missing, his parents loaded up a brand new camper and they went off for three days. Uh, clearly, it, you know, um, when the FBI could have had him under surveillance, if not in custody and, see, and asking questions, clearly they've had too much opportunity to plan his escape, to scrub and clean evidence. And this is just just as absolutely uh, despicable what's going on with the FBI and also the fact that you're going to bring all these Afghanis here and you're not going to keep them uh, where they can be you know you're going to let them have access to, to children and be able to commit crimes against children in, in this country we have no we have no legit law enforcement and this this while the Democrats are wanting to de- defund the police how about we keep the local police departments and, and first responders how about we get rid of this FBI and we need to get, and we need to purge the DOJ. And I'm not one that's, that's particularly excited over this latest indictment from Durham. I don't care that he's indicting Sussman. It's low hanging fruit. This is so that they can tell you that they're they're actually uh, draining the swamp when they're not. Political came, Politico came out today and said, "Yeah, that Hunter laptop actually was the real deal. Yeah, all the stuff that they said was on the laptop is actually on there. They're admitting it now um, because yeah." Uh, Biden's in office. They managed to suppress it and keep that those facts away from the voters. And um, yeah, so now we've got him in office and nobody's ever going to be prosecuted for that. Hunter Biden's going to be allowed to go around and continue to commit crimes as well. Hey, tomorrow night we've got Dr. Jane Orient from the uh, Association of Doctors, Physicians and Surgeons who's going to be here to talk vaccines. Join me tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. 